Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Innovate Talks. Uh, I have a slight trigger warning at the beginning of this episode. If anyone is offended by middle-aged men complaining about how tired they are and how old they are and how difficult getting fit and losing weight is, then uh, by all means feel free to skip this episode because you're going to hear rather a lot of that and hopefully some positive stuff as well. Anyway, here we go. do somewhat want to balance that opening statement by saying how I realize how ridiculously privileged I am. I mean, here I am sitting in my apartment in Chiang Mai, Thailand, and I've been given the opportunity to study one year uh, with a new sport, basically, learning the art of Muay Thai. And I would never have been able to get here without the generous help and support with uh, certain people in my life who enabled this this adventure to begin. So I understand that I lead somewhat of a privileged lifestyle and I'm incredibly grateful for the opportunities I've been given. Don't think that I'm not. So if some of the following stuff comes off as a bit, you know, whiny, I guess you could say, uh, then... I apologize in advance but it's hard training is hard fitness is hard etc etc uh, so in this episode we're going to talk a little bit about my um, fitness journey I guess you could call it a fitness journey my training experience so far in Chiang Mai last episode we kind of got up to speed about my journey so far about what I've been doing and brought us up to roughly the current date. This episode I want to go into a bit more depth about um, why I'm here and what I'm doing here. And there is one main reason why I'm here and that is to study Muay Thai. If for some reason you don't know what Muay Thai is, it is a uh, discipline of martial arts basically that started in Thailand a long time ago. It was used as a form of uh, self-defense and attack by the Thai army who trained their soldiers in defending the nation's borders with this art and that developed into uh, basically competitive fighting. It's kind of like mixed martial arts but it's, it's one of the main branches of mixed martial arts. It's one of the main foundations of mixed martial arts. If you know about mixed martial arts, then you'll know what I'm talking about. It's like boxing, basically, with grappling and kicking is the simplest way I could explain it. 
Now, when I initially planned to come to Thailand, this was not even in the books. This, was, this wasn't even my plan. I had originally signed up with a different agency who was going to give me what's called a self-defense visa, an ED visa, which is a particular flavor of visa you can only get in Thailand. Uh, I think anyway, as far as I know. And it was going to be studying with a local bodyguard who basically his job was to uh, take the rich and famous around Thailand and because he had a background in self-defense he started teaching lessons and eventually qualified uh, not not the only company in Thailand obviously I'm just talking about this company that I was going to go with in Chiang Mai and he's qualified to teach and offer visas to learn this um, <clears throat> speaking frankly this type of visa especially in Chiang Mai seemed to be marketed partly on the fact that it was so flexible that you could study a few hours every Saturday and Sunday which is an alternative to a language visa where you have to go to a Thai language school and study nine to five Monday to Friday or turn up at a certain amount of hours every month this visa seemed to be a bit more laid back in the fact that it was flexible that you could uh, study less hours so basically the minimum requirement I think was like a couple of hours on a Saturday afternoon, a couple of hours on a Sunday afternoon and the rest of the time you were free. Now for someone who's a digital nomad I appreciated the flexibility that this visa provided. So I entered into an agreement with an agency who was going to sign up with this, uh, with this uh, I don't want to say gym but with this organization that was offering self-defense classes. Now upon arriving, well Okay, so I sent my money off to them online three weeks before I was due to leave Montreal. The reasoning was that this visa takes between four, five, six weeks to apply. So I'd sent them money by a significant amount by wire transfer ahead of time before my departure so that the company in Thailand could process my application and have my papers pretty much ready to go just a week after I arrived, a week or two after I arrived. The logic being that once you arrive in Thailand, you only have 30 days on your visa before it runs out on a tourist visa. So I wanted to have my papers ready that I could leave the country within 30 days. And then I could get, I could come back in with my self-defense visa and I could start hit the ground running just, you know, a matter of weeks after I first arrived in Thailand. However, the company that I had sent my money to basically was very difficult to contact. They were dragging their heels. They didn't start my application. And uh, basically, I had to have a face-to-face -face meeting with them after I arrived in Thailand with no, uh, no papers processed, not even a, uh, an official... Um, uh, an official kind of timeline given they hadn't even started the procedure and they'd had my money for maybe three weeks so I was pretty annoyed with the company that I applied for and this put my timeline out of the window and threw my plans into a into a new loop uh, in the meantime after I'd applied for this visa I had also uh, gone to look online 
And there was a different flavor of ED visa, of self-defense visa that you could get, which was basically studying Muay Thai instead of doing self-defense. Uh, it was still called a self-defense visa, an ED visa, but you could study a different kind of self-defense. You could study Muay Thai. However, at the time in Chiang Mai, there was only perhaps one gym uh, that was given permission from the government to, uh, to let people train with Muay Thai and issue this kind of visa. Now I think there's two gyms in Chiang Mai. There are many more gyms in Bangkok, but because I was traveling to Chiang Mai, uh, I, at the time I thought it would have been too difficult and I wasn't sure about the procedure. However, once I was wheels down on the ground inside Chiang Mai and I realized the visa wasn't working out with the other company, I managed to transfer my application to this new company which was basically the Chiang Mai Muay Thai Gym. And the Chiang Mai Muay Thai Gym is one of two places inside Chiang Mai that have been given permission by the government to offer Muay Thai lessons in exchange for a self-defense visa. So I basically restarted my application process the minute I arrived with this new company and with this new gym. Luckily, they managed to speed up the process. However, it still took the best part of two months for me to get my visa so I had initially planned to start my visa journey within a matter of weeks of my arrival uh, however my visa journey didn't really start until the beginning of November this year which was about two months after I'd actually arrived in Chiang Mai because of all the delays and because of the difficulties and because of transferring companies so skip forward to the beginning of November and I finally have a self-defense visa an ed visa with the chiang mai muay thai gym now the idea of doing muay thai had appealed to me much more than doing self-defense classes simply because i wasn't really that interested in self-defense classes it was just that that type of visa offered the flexibility that i needed to continue being a digital nomad retain some clients back at home and be able to to lead the lifestyle lead the creative lifestyle that i wanted to lead whilst also fulfilling the requirements of a self-defense visa uh, so the kind of visa that i got is basically they have different levels of visa which gives you different amount of hours of study and the pricing that i had already paid for the other type of visa transferred across to this new company meant that i had a kind of intermediate level of study which basically works out to be two classes a week roughly two classes a week it's a little under two classes a week but it's two classes a week for the course of a year so what i was paying for is two lessons per week uh, but i can do more i can do less it's just it has to work out to about 90 lessons in a year and about 90 lessons in a year works out to be about two classes a week so that was that's the average amount of study that I'm doing here. One class is between an hour and a half and two hours. Uh, so basically, let's say let's say three to four hours a week of studying Muay Thai. Um, now I came into this pretty fresh. I have to admit, I had no idea what to expect when I started. I knew that Muay Thai was uh, was a very uh, intense form of workout it's um, I guess the nearest I can say is it's like uh, what they call HIT, high intensity interval training HIIT 
And HIIT workouts are basically you do something for a short period of time, very intensely, and then you stop. And then you do another thing for a very intense, very short period of time. This is called high intensity interval training. And the type of training at the gym is close to this. So I'm going to take you through. Um, I'm going to take you through a typical Muay Thai lesson. Uh, you turn up, you take your shoes and socks off, uh, and you enter this kind of warehouse arena type place. It's it's a large uh, first floor kind of area next to a gym. There's a gym, like a traditional gym, right next to it on the same level. Underneath, there's a swimming pool. Uh, it's about 15 minutes walk away from my apartment. So I walk there, take off my shoes and socks, and you enter this. It's like a football pitch, basically. All I can say is it's like an indoor, indoor five-a-side, about half of an indoor five-a-side football pitch. Uh, it's AstroTurf and rubber kind of pellets in the AstroTurf. Uh, in the center of the warehouse, there's a boxing ring. Around the edges of the gym, there are different types of workout equipment like um, bags and huge kind of tractor tires, uh, a couple of scales, there's an office in the corner of the room, uh, there's some mirrors for shadow boxing. Um, it's quite a spacious gym I have to say. They've had large private lessons there with mm, 30 people and uh, it seems to house them quite, uh, quite well. So you turn up, Take off your shoes and socks, walk in, and you start at the allotted time. Now they hold, uh, I think, about six lessons a day, starting from 8 o'clock in the morning, finishing about 8 o'clock at night. So they have one lesson from 8 till 10 in the morning, then they break until 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Then it's 2 till 4, 3 till 5, 4 till 6, etc., etc. Um, so you turn up at whatever time, basically, time slot you want. You sign in. And that's then your allotted time. I tend to turn up like the two to four lessons. Um, um, there's different trainers during the week than the weekend, but there's a main kind of core of, I, I would say five or six trainers that are there all week. Um, and they, they take the classes. And there's all different kinds of numbers that can turn up for the lesson, depending on the time of day you go. Uh, there's all kinds of different levels as well. Some have been there longer. When I first went, I thought I was going to be both the oldest and the fattest person there. Thankfully, I'm neither. Uh, not that it really matters, but to me, it was kind of, it's a difficult mental hurdle to get over. I'm 47, I'm not a spring chicken anymore, and uh, I'm significantly overweight, you know? Um, I'll just put it out there, I'm, I'm not uh, in the best of shape. So even though, I do running, I do long distance running. Um, in fact, I'm training for a marathon, that's a whole other story. Or now it's a half marathon, but again, that's a whole other story. So my slow burn cardio is okay, but my, my weight, my muscle, my kind of general fitness level, not so hot. So it's tough, you know, I'm very self-conscious. I'm older and it's harder to, to keep fit when you get older. I'm I'm overweight and uh, it's intimidating and I thought when I went there I would be the oldest person there and also the fattest person there and I'm not 
However, I think I'm one of the oldest, if not like the second oldest there. I've only ever seen one guy that's older than me. This amazing 68-year-old uh, ex-boxer, I think. And he was just like, oh, the secret is just to not stop doing it. You know, you just maintain, basically. So, um, I'm not the oldest there, but I think I'm one of the oldest there. I'm certainly, you know, if not the oldest, then, then pushing it. And I know, I know, 47 isn't that old, you know, 47 is the new, I don't know, 30 or whatever they say these days. Uh, but it's certainly a challenge for me to do something like Muay Thai at, at my age. Uh, and like I said, the weight doesn't help. And I'm certainly not the fittest person. Anyway, so you turn up, you do, uh, you do running laps for 10 minutes of the, of the boxing ring. So you're basically just running circles around the boxing ring to loosen, loosen you up a bit, get the heart going. Um, uh, I'm already sweating by this stage. Uh, I, I sweat a lot. Uh, again, I'm just putting it out there. It's, it's the, you know, maybe uh, gruesome, but it's the truth. Uh, I sweat copious amounts. So I'm already sweating by the end of this, this little this little kind of running lapse. So you do 10 minutes of that, then you do five, 10 minutes of stretching to prepare you for the session. Uh, and then it's basically three rounds of stuff. And when I say stuff, they keep switching it up, they keep varying it. So you'll do, for example, three rounds of bag work. And when I say a round, I mean maybe four, three, four, five minutes um, finishing at, at a very particular intense pace and then a couple of minutes drinking water and having uh, and breaking, then another round. Um, so it could be three rounds of bag work, which is basically putting on your boxing gloves, punching a bag uh, for three, four minutes, then having a break. It could be three rounds of sparring where they put you in the ring with another person. Um, before all of that, <coughs> they give you shadow boxing, basically. So you do three rounds of uh, shadow boxing, which is just basically standing in front of a mirror and repetition, practicing the moves that they taught you in the very first lesson. They only teach you one lesson of the moves. So your very first lesson, you're put into a separate place and you're taught the basic moves of Muay Thai, how to kick, how to punch, um, how to elbow, and you're, you're taught very basic, four or five, six different basic moves. From then on, you're put in a different section in your shadow boxing and your constantly reminding yourself of how to do these moves, how to move around, um, and they give you occasional kind of tips, tricks, revisions. So three rounds of shadow boxing, then you break, then three rounds of something else. And it could be bag work, it could be sparring in the ring, it could be uh, cardio drills, for example, running up and down, or, you know, um, it could be um, just, just like movement repetition, you know. Um, and uh, and you finish with an intense like an intense movement session at the end of each round you do 10 push-ups 10 sit-ups um, and you do some speed work uh, just to kind of exhaust you at the end of each round then you have a drink for a couple of minutes then you come back and that's kind of the structure you do three rounds of one thing then you do three rounds of another thing then you move to a different section you do three rounds of a third thing and then at the end of all of this, you're talking about maybe an hour and 15, an hour and 20 minutes. Then you, f then you finish and you do a cool down stretching. Um, and you're finished by like an hour and a half, an hour and 40 minutes. You're done, basically. 
so that's just a quick overview of the of what you do now how did I feel when I arrived well um, I made the classic mistake first of all of turning up striding confidently into the astroturf part of the gym going up to the reception desk uh, with my shoes on and everyone screams at you you know take your shoes off take your shoes off so I felt really horribly embarrassed um, I'd already made a made a faux pas by um, walking into the sacred space so to speak with my shoes and socks on so I rushed back out took my shoes and socks off then you quickly learn that when you turn up after filling out your papers and getting your paperwork you're given a little shopping list and they give you an address of a local sports shop and you go off and you get your boxing gloves and your your shin guards or your leg pads which is basically thick pads to go on your legs and feet to protect your shin bone your knees your feet from kicks repet repetition of kicks and from blocking other people's kicks uh, you need these trust me uh, you're given you you have to buy a mouthpiece uh, no head guard interestingly enough there's no head guards in the gym I don't think at all so boxing gloves a mouth guard shin guards and they give you a free t-shirt which is nice so I've got a I've got a Chiang Mai Muay Thai gym t-shirt um, you can work out with a t-shirt you don't have to all the women do obviously you know but um, you uh, for the guys some people work out just with the shorts some people work out with shorts and t-shirt um, it really depends it varies from person to person I personally just you know I try to lose all my inhibitions although it's intimidating and just take off my shirt and do my workout and I'm very aware of my body and its jiggles and its 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 awkward looks um, but it's just a part of the process I need to see that I'm doing stuff I need to see that I'm that I'm working out that I'm keeping fit so you buy your equipment they give you a little locker you store your boxing gloves and your you know oh wraps as well that's another thing you need a pair of wraps for your hands and you have to basically learn all of these little procedures you have to learn how to wrap your hands to prepare them for a, for a, you know to put them inside the gloves so just basically either remembering what they do when they wrap your hands the first few times or you go home and watch a few YouTube tutorials and you figure out how to wrap your hands with this cloth wrap um, with velcro strap at the end you basically wrap up your hands like you see in the classic scenes from all the movies when uh, when you see the boxers wrap up their hands uh, preparing for a fight uh, we don't use as thick like you know, you, you often see huge wraps like on the knuckles and I, I, I think for Muay Thai it's like lighter wraps. It doesn't feel as thick as boxing um, because boxing is just literally punching, you know, whereas Muay Thai is a bit more multidisciplinary. I think they don't wrap your hands so much because you're using a lot of different moves. You're, you're using elbow strikes, for example, or knee strikes, or you're pushing with your leg or you're doing leg kicks. So it's not just about you know punching someone in the face over and over again although you know you can do that <laughs> uh, so you you learn how to wrap your hands for example and you just settle into a routine you turn up at the gym you start working out at a certain time um, and like I said it's you find a slot that you work out that satisfies you and you start working out now like I said they really only give you the first lesson to learn the principles of Muay Thai the rest of the time is just refining, repetition, uh, committing everything to muscle memory, 
but you feel woefully underprepared. You know, it's intimidating. You go, you're going in there not on a segregated level class. So you're not going in with a load of other beginners. You might go in with someone who's just doing it as a tourist. For example, they've paid for a block of five or six lessons. They're here for one week or two weeks, and they're just doing a few sessions in the gym while traveling through Thailand. You might be here with a long-term visa person like me, uh, but they're on the other end of their visa. They've done it for like the majority of a year. Um, you might be on there with someone who's its very first time. You might be on there with someone who's a very different weight class than you or a very different height than you. So it's kind of intimidating. You know, there's a guy who's built like a Greek god who I use as my ideal body type. And, uh, you know, he's just like literally, literally stepped out of a superhero book, you know. Um, and it's tough, you know, when you get in there and you, you're well aware of your jiggles and your folds and your, your bits of skin that you're ashamed of. And he comes in and every part of his body is taut and rippling. He's probably about 20 years younger than me, let's face it. But anyway, you know, that kind of stuff isn't easy to, to cope with mentally, you know. Plus, like I said, just... Uh, dealing with people that are radically different levels. You learn, uh, you learn by repetition is, is the main principle behind studying. You commit everything to muscle memory so that it becomes more instinctive move than... It's like, it's like when, you know, my experience as an English teacher, they tell you that the, the bad habit, the habit to get out of is translating from, between languages in your head before you speak. Because if you're doing that, it means you're taking the words from your own language, putting it into English, and then speaking in, a in English. And that just extends the process. It makes it less instinctive, and it makes it more awkward all around. What you're supposed to do is just speak in the other language. You know, you're supposed to think in English before you speak in English when you're looking at English as a foreign language. And it's the same with Muay Thai. You're not supposed to think about what you're doing. You're just supposed to do it. So it's just about endless repetition. However, you find out quite quickly when you're training um, that your body doesn't want to do what you want it to do. And often you'll favor one side or another side of your body. You'll be dominant on half of your body. Um, so I'm right-handed. My right side is m infinitely more coordinated than my left side. So when I'm coming in for leg kicks on my right side, I kind of think I know what I'm doing or it feels more instinctive or more natural. When I do it on my left side, it's ridiculous. Uh, the best way I can describe it is by thinking about a piece of music. If you hear a piece of music, my right side when I'm doing something is like this. switch to my left side when I'm punching and kicking. Yeah, you can hear the difference. Going back to my right side. switching to my left side. 
So, yeah. It could be a lot better. Anyway, you try and bridge the gap between the two halves of your body by just a lot of repetition. So you bring half of your body up to speed. I know I'm weaker on one side of my body. The workouts themselves, they're ridiculous. They're, I've never felt so absurdly tired. Um, the first time I went in for a session, I felt like I kind of got it. I kind of like I'm on top of this thing. I know what I'm doing. And it felt fine going home from it. I was exhausted, but I was okay. I felt like I was on top of it. I went to bed. I got up the next morning and I was expecting to ache all over and feel terrible. I was still able to cope with it. So I was thinking, I've got this. It wasn't until I went into the lesson for the next session and started stretching for the next session, for the second session, that I realized how many muscles I hadn't worked out for years and how much pain I was in because those muscles were being activated and stretched like they'd never been done before. And I had to ice like three different parts of my body at the beginning of the second session. I had to use this numbing cold cream on my knees and my, my, my shin bones and I had to ice my shoulder because I was feeling agony from all of these muscles screaming at me saying, we haven't been exercised for years. What are you doing? So that was not fun. Um, however, repetition, you get used to it. I, I won't say that you ever get used to the, well, not the pain, but the, but the way you put your body through a session. You work your body to exhaustion in every single session, and you have to. If you're doing it half-assed, then you're, then you're not engaged in the lesson. There's no point in doing it like halfway. There's no point in just messing about for an hour and a half. I've paid a, a, a metric ton of cash to study here for a year doing this, and I intend to get the most out of my lessons. I wanna dive into Muay Thai. I wanna learn the discipline. I wanna know the history behind it. I wanna know how to do different moves. I want my body to go on a journey from unfit to fit. That's the, that's the underlying reason why I'm here. I need to pay the bills and I need to do my work outside of that. I need to do my web design and my videos. But, you know, I, the, my discipline for the next year is Muay Thai, is studying it, is refining it. And I realize I'm competing with people that are, you know, I've been doing it for, since they were born, well not since they were born, since they were kids, you know, since they were six or seven. They start Muay Thai in Thailand since you're a little kid and you, you go through it. It's almost like an after school activity. So there are people there that have done it 10, 15, 20 years. You know, I realized that in my one year space for this visa, I will barely scratch the surface. I will be just a tiny amount more comfortable and better at the end of one year than I am right now. I understand that and I appreciate that. But I believe I can, there is room for improvement. I believe I can lose weight um, and become, I won't say like anything approaching the, the, the Swedish Greek god that I stare across at the ring, you know, reluctantly every, every time I see him there. But I do believe I can get some kind of body that I'll be happier with. For the first time in my life, really. Training for the marathon back in 2011 was the closest I've gotten to having a body that I was happy with. And even then, I, I didn't see much definition, you know, because of the nature of running, it was a slow burn. Um, however, I lost a significant amount of weight 
and I felt like I was, you know, relatively fit. I didn't necessarily look like it. I wasn't sculpted or chiseled or anything like that. Um, and I don't even know if I can get anywhere approaching that in this coming year. I do know, however, that this is working out parts of my body I haven't worked out before and that it is sculpting my body in different ways, even under all that fat. I know that it's working out. I've read online that uh, studying Muay Thai is perhaps one of the um, biggest calorie burning workout sessions you can do. Um, some websites quote up to a thousand calories for an hour's workout. I'm not sure if it's that extreme. However, it is a significant amount. I am like making pools of sweat when I finish each session, you know, literally going home exhausted, drenched in sweat. Uh, so I've waffled for about 30 minutes on this um, and there is more to go into. I'm going to continue it on a second podcast. We're going to talk about the aspects of sparring and how I've, how I've kind of felt emotionally about stuff. And we're also going to touch on my other sport discipline while I've been here, which is uh, running. I've been training for a half marathon, which is actually happening in a week's time. So we might go into more detail about the half marathon training and how that's been going and talk more about Muay Thai in the next uh, podcast. So that's just been a general introduction to what I'm doing here, why I'm here, what I hope to achieve from it. I am also documenting this progress in video and audio format. In fact, some of the audio you were hearing in the background was uh, some of the audio recording from uh, previous Muay Thai sessions. So, you've been listening to Innovate Talks. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. I encourage you to subscribe to whatever podcast network that you're, that you're currently listening to. It's available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, all of that good stuff and many others. Pretty much any podcast network that you'll be subscribed to, you'll, you'll, you'll be able to uh, listen to this. Hope you've enjoyed uh, my ramblings and uh, look forward to talking to you in the next session of Innovate Talks. Bye.